0: What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by the one and only Coach Juan Hernandez, varsity basketball head coach at St. Brendan High School. On today's episode, we really go in depth about the importance of having discipline and how Coach Hernandez was able to translate his discipline from the business world onto the basketball court. You won't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. This episode is going to be a really good one. We have a very special guest, uh, Coach Juan Hernandez. He goes by many titles, one of coach, father, son, mentor, father figure. I could go on and on. Um, I personally, me and Anthony, we both played for this guy in Archbishop Carroll. Uh, You know, we went pretty far. This is, you know, by far one of my biggest uh, mentors that I look up to. Today, we still talk on a, on a weekly basis. Um, but Coach, without further ado, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone who doesn't know you?
1: Yep, well, thank you. First of all, thank you guys both for having me on. Uh, I'm really happy to see the success you guys have had and, and obviously very, very proud. Both of you have a, a really bright future uh, and I'm, man, I'm, I'm blessed and, and lucky to be a small part of it, but uh, I'm looking forward to what you guys are gonna be doing in, in the future. Um, yeah, my name's Juan Hernandez, and um, currently I'm at uh, St. Brendan High School. Like Gabe said, I was at the Archbishop Carroll for a few years. Um, also coached at, at FIU for a little bit, and uh, was also on the business side and the corporate side for 20-something years, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Um, left that to kind of go full-time into what one of my passions is, which is basketball. and. Um, going into my third season at at St. Brendan now and and really enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to a lot of good things there.
2: Awesome. Yeah, you, like Gabe mentioned in the beginning, you took the uh, ACC team to States. We actually did it back-to-back, at least when Gabe and I, well, when I was there, I experienced a little bit, I was on JV, but I experienced some of that, you know, taking your team back-to-back to States. What, if you will, for lack of better words, what's the secret formula that you instilled into your, into the team? To have that success, I mean, back-to-back states—that's a remarkable achievement. What what did you do to get uh, the team to that level?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to say that I did X, Y, Z, but um, I mean, you guys were there. You experienced it, and really, the the group that we had there. First of all, we worked tremendously, as you know, twelve months of the year. Uh, we never stopped. Um, you know, gave them a couple weeks off here and there, but. The work ethic of those guys was was phenomenal, but most importantly, um, you know, Gabe was there that that first year was it the first year or the second year, Gabe, the second year, right? I was the, the second year, second year, right? And then Ant got brought up from from JV that that year also. Um, I mean, the love those guys had for each other that was such a close group. Uh, they've been together for sometimes you know thirty six months, some of them, some others twenty four months, but it was just such a close group. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like that second year, like the first year was was hard, uh, but the second year, I mean, we were just on on cruise control. Like that, the year we went back to back, that second year, it was just cruise control. And you know, I, I honestly like I didn't have to do much that year. I mean, the practices were run pretty much by the players. Um, you know, we talk about leadership a lot. You you and I, and both of you and I, and you know that that was a situation of you know there's three, ta- three types of way to lead, right? There's, you could lead from the front, you could lead from the side, and you could lead from the back. Um, and you know, for example, this last season at St. At Brendan, we had a ton of freshmen on the on the varsity. Six freshmen, a couple sophomores, we were really, really young, right? So from there, you got to lead from the front. You, you, you got to, hey, here's how it's done. Come, let, let me kind of take you towards this stuff, right? This upcoming season, now those freshmen are going to be sophomores. Those sophomores are going to be juniors. The year after that, so on and so forth. Now you can lead from the side a little bit more. And, and you're kind of not hand-holding, but, but it's, a, it's a joint thing. That last group at ACC, uh, you know, seven, eight seniors, there you're leading from behind. You're letting guys that, that know how it's done. And I'm there to eliminate barriers. What do you need? How can I help? Tell me, you know, I had a great relationship with with guys where if I told them, hey, you let me know when you need a day off, right? Uh, and, you know, whether it was Carlos or Cordero or Silva or any one of those guys, and they came to me and said, coach, we're a little tired. We need a day off. I knew that it was for real. You know, I, I didn't have to, oh, are these guys going to go somewhere? No, like, boom, day off. So, I mean, that was easy. So, when you say, you know, what did you I, – I, I was – that was kind of like the culmination of the 36 months. That was just kind of sit back and and, and watch the show. I mean, that that was awesome. That was probably you know best couple of years of my life from a coaching standpoint, without a doubt.
2: That was fun. I mean, watching it from from a different perspective, right? Not 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 being part of the team officially was it was a machine. Yeah. I mean, like and you know and you know us three and and the players, we see it from a different perspective than let's say the fans, right? We catch the things that we messed up on. So. It might not look perfect to us cause we catch a little mistakes cause we know how to do it. But then to a fan's perspective, from what I've heard from my parents, friends is like, damn, you guys are like a machine. Yeah. I like guess everybody knows where to go, when to go, what to do when they're there. It's, that's how they see it. And that was fun. That was one of my favorite experiences of all of high school was, you know, being part of that and seeing that.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it was, it was a joy to watch and those are great years and you know, hopefully we can replicate that now at St. At Brendan. That's the plan.
0: That's right. Yeah, we believe in you, coach. But I mean, from being a player on that team, I could definitely attest to what you were saying in the beginning that we were so close knit. You know, we were basically like a family. The days we didn't have practice, we were at someone's house having a barbecue, you know, chilling, like hanging out, going to dinners after after games. Like we were always together. And I think me and Anthony always talk about surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, who you hang around with is potentially who you're gonna become. Yep. You know, and I think that's that's a perfect culmination of you know what went down couple years back with that second back-to-back team. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because you were mentioning it before we got on of uh, when a year I'm sure favorite practices. One of my first practices, I knew this was gonna come up so let me just get it out in the open. Um, and at the end, I wanna hear your, your, uh, your perspective on this. But for those of you guys who don't know, my second practice at ACC, um, you know, we were hanging out. We were actually, coach actually gave us a day off. We were kind of having a shooting practice um you know I was still trying to prove myself to all these guys I had no idea who anyone was and uh Steven for those you guys don't know he's a short guy big bulky guy I guess he's always the the troublemaker always wanted to stir things up uh Mm -hmm. so he challenged me (laughs) to to dunk because I guess they had heard that I could jump a little bit so like hey Gabe you know why? you go 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 for an alley-oop I'm like all right man this this might be my chance to prove my you know my my willingness to all these guys so long story short I go up land on the wrong foot break my wrist second day second practice um coach i know that was a fun day for you uh why don't you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah and unfortunately for you it wasn't like an ncaa situation where you can get a medical red (laughs) shirt uh lost a whole year and you know man that 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 sucked um but yeah i mean i was i was in my office it was one of those days where like i said you know guys needed a day off and i just kind of let you guys do your own thing and uh, my son was there with with you guys and and I don't know what it was But every time I would leave my son along with you guys Something <laughs> was gonna happen something was gonna happen uh, And I was in my office and, and he called me and he's like you, ne- you need to come over here and I'm like oh, man, What happened like no we, we had an accident sure enough I got there and uh, you know, I mean the 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 wrist was going the wrong way uh, and the rest is history, but you know, luckily you were able to uh, recover from that. And, and but yeah, man, it, it that was a bad, bad situation. I mean, we we joke about it now, but yeah. know, it's terrible to miss the entire year of, of high school or that entire season, I guess, you know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, like you said, I was in a lucky situation that I wasn't even playing with you guys at the time. You guys were heading into the playoff uh, session of your season. I was kind of just practicing with you guys, getting a feel for it. Um, But on a more serious note, me and Anthony were talking about this earlier, Uh, me going into the program second day and like I said my discipline wasn't in the right place because I guess it's just from my prior history my prior teammates you know the history that I came from I think my mind shifted, especially going into that second year my junior year my mind was definitely in a different place and my discipline had shifted from when that accident happened so on a more serious note I mean the discipline that you instilled in me that the you know coach Chris I know he was there most of the time really drilling us every day um, and conditioning and stuff but that just goes to show you know the the difference of the caliber you know competition i know even down to the materialistic things like the the shoes you know the locker rooms everything that you had that we had was college level um and i think that all goes you know your atmosphere definitely plays a part in in your mindset and how you treat yourself um but yeah that was just a funny story i wanted to, to bring up yeah i mean
1: you know we always said well, the- Pro, even now, even now at St. Brendan, you know, the program isn't for everybody, and, and that's okay. You know, we, we're going to do things a certain way. We're going to do things the right way. We're going to do them all the time, not some of the time, not on Mondays, not on Wednesdays. We're going to do them all the time. Um, and when you have the right culture, when you have the right mindset, uh, no pun intended with the podcast, uh, everybody going to fall in line or you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you guys know we had to eliminate a couple guys here and there along the way that, that were good, really good players but just didn't want to buy in. And, and um, I, I've never been one to try and bend the rules or, or take a shortcut. And, you know, I, I'd rather, you know, lose the right way, doing things the right way than, than win doing things the wrong way.
2: And, and you know, something to piggy off on what Gabe said on why I think in my opinion, why your programs, wherever you go, are, are so successful and every, everybody thrives in that program is because, you know, the topic is discipline. Of course, we've mentioned already a couple examples of how you instill discipline on the court, which is great. And that's what leads teams to back-to-back uh, state uh, appearances. But it, it goes beyond that. And for the people that don't know, we would be so disciplined off the court. I would say maybe, maybe 50-50 or even a little bit more I know Gabe touched on it a little bit. Like we were not allowed to enter the gym with uh, slides, which is very popular or with headphones or with the jerseys around our neck, even for practices, not even tournaments or at any time, if you're going to step onto a gym, your shoes better be tied, your, your jersey better be tucked and there's no headphones, right? And to somebody that's like, that doesn't make sense because the the vast majority of athletes do those things. I, I guess it's just a thing that they do, but you wouldn't allow us to and that and at first you know it, it might be hard to understand why but then looking back you know in the position that we're in now it, it makes sense It you're instilling discipline in us off the court that way we're ready once we're there because you know if you come in with your headphones then you're not ready to play you're not ready to go then you got to take them off you got to put them in your bag you're not ready right so I think that's something that's that should be mentioned and what are you what, what are your thoughts on that coach
1: yeah 100% I mean it all goes together and you know, Steve Steve Maron, obviously I remember he We would always say we got to stage more in this, in the in the off season than during the season by all the stuff that we did beforehand. Um, the examples you gave, but even even non-basketball stuff in the classroom and the and you know, over in the and act on the academic side, you know, I'm sure you guys remember family school basketball. Like those are those are the three priorities. Doesn't mean you can't do anything else, but once you fill those buckets, then you can get to number four and number five, whether it's, you know, girlfriend or friends or video games, whatever it is. Um, And there's got to be that, that discipline because then, you know, you get down to that situation where you're in a regional final game um, and you know, you're down three or four, luckily it didn't happen to us, but you're down three or four and, and you got to come back. Um, If you don't have the right culture, if you don't have the right discipline, that's where guys start fighting with each other and 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 complaining about stuff and and then everything falls apart. So, you know, the non-basketball stuff and even the mind, you know, I, I was I always tell parents, like, I try to coach the mind first and then the basketball part. Because mm-hmm. like when you buy into what we're trying to do, the basketball part, that's gonna be easy. Like that stuff's gonna be easy. X's and O's are easy. It's it's getting, you know, the gauge and the ants to to buy into what we're doing, to to say. All right, I don't like the fact that I can't come in with slides, but I get it. I understand. You know? So
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to touch on something that you said and what Anthony said also, is that much of what we're doing now with this podcast and all of our endeavors. I mean, again, it started back in when we were in high school playing sports with that discipline. You know, I have a lot of friends that they didn't necessarily play sports, but they don't have the same work ethic or discipline or mindset that me and Aunt share because they just weren't part of a program like yours, like you know the kids at St. Brennan now, you know, I guess it's just it's just meant to be you know, like you said, if you don't buy in, it you know it's very, gonna be very hard to really buy in later because everyone wants to be the star of the show. you know in our team, there is no you could literally look at our team. there's no you know highlight. there's no star player. We all basically looked the same. We were all short, you know Cuban guys that just wanted to play basketball and that's that's basically what we did um, and that's how we won games. but also, I think another thing that you mentioned is that you train the mind. And a couple of weeks ago, we were texting, and you shared with us like a little bit of your routine, uh, especially now during quarantine, and how you, you know, you stay fit and active. And something that you that you do that stood out to me was that you wake up early in the morning and you train your mind first, and, and then you go into your your weightlifting, your running. Can you touch a little bit on that and how important it is to really train your mind and get your mind in the right headspace?
1: Yeah, yeah. So look, I mean, one of the things that we all have an abundance of right now is, is time, you know, more than what we want, more than what we need. Um, so like when this whole thing started, it was more of, you know, we were talking before we came on, are, are you going, it's, it's adversity, right? The whole quarantine, the coronavirus, you, You're how are you going to deal with adversity? Are you going to let it affect you or are you going to take it by the, by the horns, right? So uh, we got so much time and, you know, my whole thought process, I mean, I was, last few years I've been obviously worked out every single day and stuff, all that stuff, but now you got so much time. So, um, you're right. Like, so in the morning, I'll, I'll you know, once I get up, I'm, I'm either, uh, you know, reading something, I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, uh, just kind of catching up on, on different things. Uh, there's been a ton of online coaching clinics that, that college coaches have put together. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of those. Um, and then, then I'll start, I'll lift a little bit earlier in the afternoon get something to eat after and then I'll go run at night and, you know, just try and keep busy and, and, and make good use of the time. Right. The other part is the, 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 family part, you know, um, that's the thing for me, that's been the most eye opening and, and the most pleasurable during this whole thing is being able to spend so much time with my family because of all the stuff I did on the business side for, for years, um, I had a large geography throughout the U S and I traveled a ton, and I missed a lot of stuff of my kids when they were in middle school and elementary and all that. Um, my mm-hmm. wife was the rock during that time. I mean, she'd drive them everywhere. But I missed a bunch of stuff. I missed a bunch of school stuff. I missed a bunch of sports stuff. Um, I was leaving Sunday, getting back Thursday. Leaving Sunday, getting back Thursday. Um, sometimes I'd, you know, be gone the whole week. And and so being able to have the opportunity now to spend so much time. My son's thirty-one. My daughter's twenty-five. Um, that's a blessing. Like you know, at this stage usually is now is when you don't spend time with, with your kids at that age. And for me, it's been reversed. Now I get to spend a lot more time. So that's been awesome for me.
2: Yeah, definitely. One of the things that leaders have to do is adapt, you know, and this is a great opportunity to adapt and practice that. Right. But shifting gears a little bit back to, to discipline. um, I met coach Juan in seventh grade. Right. And I, that's, that's a long time of, of being under your system and under your program. You know the joke is at St. Brendan that, if, you know, for those of you that don't know, I didn't play my junior year uh, with when Coach Kevin was the coach, and then Coach Juan comes back. He comes to St. Brendan my senior year, and then I play basketball. So the joke is always that that I'm I'm only playing when Coach Juan's coaching me. But, but um, I have two two examples that come to mind when it comes to discipline: a good one and a bad one, um, under Coach Juan, right? So the I'll start with the good one. The first good example is, Coach Juan comes to St. Brendan over the summer. You know, we're practicing. We probably practice two weeks. And then is when we had our first tournament, our first game at FIU. Um, it was our very first game at FIU and, uh, very first play, very first possession. I remember, and I'm super proud of this. And, and I think about it a lot is the very first possession. Um, it's kind of a loose ball after the tip and I don't even think about it. I just dive for the ball and, and we get the ball and it ended up being, we were playing Killian, but Gabe already graduated. But I, I always remember that cause it's, it's like, I didn't even think about going for the ball. It was just. You know, nature, and I'm and I'm so proud that that was Coach One's first play at St. Brendan it was me diving for the ball, and I and I happened to injure the 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 other kid, and he was out or whatever. Well, so that, that that always one that, that, that I think like
1: you did dive, you were coming out of the game.
2: Yeah, and if I didn't, I was out, <laughs> and I, but I didn't even think about it. I'm just like I'm going. So that was a really proud moment for me. And then I I and I'm like, wow, that came strictly from discipline, right? And then one bad example of of not being disciplined when I should have been is we were playing Miami's. Miami Springs. Miami
0: Springs.
2: That uh, yeah. That one, man, it, it's like a, it sticks. It, I feel it every time. So it, Miami Springs, um, for those of you who know basketball, right? Terminology. When you're, I was guarding the guy in the corner, you know, the best player for Miami Springs. I was guarding him. I was in line. The ball's coming my way. The point guard's driving my direction. Right. So you're not supposed to turn your back. Cause then you leave the guy open. The guy's dribbling to me, dribbling to me. It's like three seconds left before halftime. It's a back and forth game district game. Super important. I, I turned my back because I'm like, I'm going to steal this ball, right? My ego getting it, the best of me. I turn around. The guy's open. As soon as I turned around, I, I knew I screwed up. I'm like, whether he made it or not, it doesn't matter. I turn around. I break discipline. The guy launches the ball to the corner, drains a three, buzzer beater. And I didn't even have to look at Coach Juan. I knew he was going to have a heart attack any moment. now. I was like, you know, and, and he asked me, why did you do that? I couldn't answer. I just, I, I, I wasn't disciplined at that time it was crazy yeah,
1: and unfortunately for you it was the worst possible time because it was right going into halftime so we couldn't even yeah. worry about the next play or anything you you got it all the way through halftime but but yeah, yeah. No, i mean it look that's a situation where where it's just it's ingrained in your mind and and the important part is you knew right away oh i, I messed up on this yeah <laughs>
0: yeah something something Ian and i talk about a lot is is recognizing your mistakes yeah. You know, because mistakes, they're okay to happen. You know, we, we, we always say fail forward, which that's, you know, that's okay. A lot of people will have this misconception that failing is a bad thing, but especially people our age, you know, we can fail and we have still so much time to to really get better and learn from them. But really where you fail and make the biggest mistake if you, if you don't learn from the mistake. And that's a perfect example. If you already knew like, from, you know, yeah. routine that, oh man, Coach Juan's going to tear me apart right now at halftime. Because I've done that same scenario so many times over and
2: over and over and over again, like hundreds of times. I've done that, that drill where you just jab a little bit, but you never turn. So I knew what I had to do, but I don't know. I, I just turned and as soon as I my, I opened up, I already knew I messed up. Whether the shot went in or not, I knew I was going to hear it. And like you said, I had half time to hear it, you know, the whole 15 minutes. So
0: <laughs> You had to pick
2: half time. <laughs> but, but Yeah. Coach, I have, a, I have a question for you and, and I've asked different people and I've gotten different responses, but I'm curious to know what your answer would be to this. You preach a lot about not just being good, right? Like being good is not good enough. Why? Why is good not good enough? Why do you always have to be top notch at whatever you do?
1: I mean, well, like, because good is the norm, right? I mean, it, it's like, it's average. It, it's, it's normal. Uh, which is why it is what it is. The majority of people are average. The majority of people are normal. Um, The great ones get out of that comfort zone and get into that abnormal stage in a way, right? You know, it's like kind of like school. Uh, You want to do average work, you're going to get a C. Uh, You want to get a B, well, you do a little bit more. You want to have the experience of getting an A, you got to work so much harder than, than everybody else. Um, yeah. and you know, for me, uh, I'm very not picky, but selective, I guess, in, in what I do. And when I pick something that I'm going to do, like I go all out, uh, whether it's fitness, whether it's basketball, but it's very, there's no gray area. I either love it or, or I don't. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd rather not do something that I can't give everything I have to, than just kind of be average, you know? Uh, in sports, for example, I mean I, I, I love football I, love, I, I like I like uh, baseball obviously, I love basketball. I wouldn't like to coach baseball or football or any other sport, so you know but I, I love coaching basketball uh, on the business side, it was the same thing you know we dealt with technology and consulting and so on and so forth. There's a lot of other stuff I, I didn't like, but you know getting back to your question is I don't like average you know it's kind of like like I tell the kids from an academic standpoint, You know, if you got 24 games in a season before the season, you're not trying to go 12 and 12. I mean, that's a C average. Uh, That's not the goal. The goal is to go 24 and 0 or 25 and 0. And you know, that last year at ACC, we we lost two games out of 29 or whatever it was. I think we went 27 and two or 29 and two, something like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, C is average. Um, Normal is average uh you gotta get out of that comfort zone and, and and, get into that abnormal stage, whether it's, you know, waking up in the morning early like 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 Kevin does and, and working out in the morning, um, whether it's, you know, what you're doing in your job. Um, you know, I, I've been coaching for many, many, many years. Uh but I'm I'm very Gabe was just talking about about, you know, realizing your mistakes. Uh nobody's a bigger critic of mine than than myself. I mean I'm the the night of the game, I'm I'm watching film and and I'm not necessarily watching what what the players did wrong yet. I'm I'm critiquing myself. How can I get better in what I'm doing? Right. We were talking the other day about that that growth mindset book and you know that, that's huge for me. You know, it's that, that whole do you have a growth mindset or do you have that fixed mindset where this is what I am, this is what I what I know I can't get out of this bubble that I'm at? Or do you think you can you know, be a lot better than, than what you are. And, you know, for me, that's what it, now, if you, if you put me into something, I don't like, uh, I'm not going to give you the effort that I need to. So I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm out. So.
0: And to attest to that, I know you won't say it because you're a very humble guy, but after ACC, you know, after that whole situation, you lost a lot of weight um, that, you know, deserved to to be credited for. And I know you won't say it, but you know, like you said, you become an addict of what you're gonna do. You become obsessed with what you're doing. And you know, there's just, I know tons of people who are trying to lose weight and it's been years and they can't really get through to to what their the success is, but you literally did it and within a year, you know, a year and a half, and you're you're more ripped than any of us now, and you're much older than us. I mean, people people, you know, they they long for that, you know. Um, and that's a perfect example of, you know, once you once you become obsessed with something, and me and Ann talk about becoming obsessed with the process you know, a lot of people, they long for, they desire, um, you know, a, a successful job, or they want this big title, or whatever the case is, but we always say the process is a lot funner than the result, you know, back, you know, back to the ACC example, those those, winning those 29 games, you know, that was really fun, going, you know, every night, battling with those guys every day, was a lot, you know, a lot more fun than, you know, getting to the last game, yeah, it was bittersweet, because it was the last game, but again, we, we just finished the whole process, you know? And I feel like for a lot of people, you know, we, I use the example of you losing weight because that's such a big achievement. Um, but it's difficult, you know, and you don't have that mindset. It's it's going to be difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about, you're right. It's about that process on a, on a daily basis. You know, this year at St. Brendan with that, with the young group we had, uh, we struggled in the beginning and, and I, I had to probably coach the hardest I've ever had to coach this year with those young guys. I'm talking about mentally, not, not the basketball part, or anything else just to, to keep them engaged and keep them together. Um, and we talked a lot, a lot about the process. It, it's not, you know, obviously we all want to win games and, and starts with me, but at the same time, are you getting better on a daily basis? Right. Well, we always tell them when you leave the gym on a Monday, did you win that day? Uh, not on the scoreboard. Did you win that day? Did you win the next day? So just kind of take it on a
0: day by day basis. So yeah, Gabe,
1: you're right. That's a great
0: point. Yeah. And to go back to what you were saying, I know you said you mentioned that you worked a lot, uh, you traveled a lot back at your corporate job. Um, and I'm personally, I'm curious what you did exactly because I know you're really, you know, involved in business and you know you have a lot of friends that you guys, you know, amongst yourselves, and you're still in, fully engulfed in business. But what did you do exactly for everyone listening? Um, And how did you translate your business and corporate career into the sports industry?
1: Yep, yep. So um, I started in in sales, technology consulting sales. Um, And so I started as a direct rep and uh, moved my way up, uh, became a a district manager for the state of Florida, and then a regional manager for multiple states throughout the Southeast, and then uh, VP of sales for the Southern U.S., And then I ended up getting SVP of sales for the whole US. It was a multinational large company, Um, was responsible towards the end for about $480 million in revenue around there was my my business unit. We had uh, about 10 or 12, between 10 and 12 regional managers that reported to me and then about 120, 130 reps and another 40 or 50 service people that reported to those regional managers. Uh, we worked with large organizations and kind of did consulting for them and went in and see what kind of pain points they had on the technology side and and try to solve those pain points, hardware, software, services, all that stuff. Uh, so I had to go from, from basically region to region and state to state and uh, just kind of you know take care of business in, in different areas. And I did that for a long, long time and um, kind of mapped everything or timed everything, I guess, so that when my kids... Graduated from high school and we're on in college. I can scale back a little bit, and I coached on the side part time. But obviously, that was that was my passion, and um, uh, my wife uh, allowed me to, to to get to that point. Luckily, I mean, she's you guys know her. She's a she's a saint. Doesn't have a a bad bone in her in her body, an evil bone in her body. And um, you know, she always tells me, kind of you know, if that's what you want to do, if that's what's going to make you happy, go ahead and do it. And we timed it perfectly, and I guess you know, the rest is history, and I I love what I'm doing right now. And but you're right. I mean, I still whether it's with Steve, and I mean, it's still doing stuff with him on the business side, and um, a lot of that stuff translates to what we do. The whole thing you get back to the discipline stuff that Anthony was talking about, um whether it's the shoes or or all that stuff. But it, you know, getting there, getting late to practice. If you're gonna be late, uh, you gotta send a text. You guys are in jobs right now. You can't just show up. If you got to get in at night, you can't just show up at 9 10 and you didn't tell anybody. So. It all translates business and sport. It's all the same thing. Exactly.
2: The last couple of things that I want to say, because I know we're, we're tight on time is how, how crazy it is And looking back right, you, you, you don't understand it until you look back. Right. I think I, I first of all, I've never been late to anything ever. I, I can, you know, ask anybody, I've never been late to meetings. Now that, you know, I'm, I'm in the student government president, we have meetings all day, every day. I've never been late to one, never been late to any class, like nothing, nothing. Cause, it's part of, it's in me already. It's been in green since seventh grade. It's like, from now on, it's never, I'm never going to be late to anything. Right. So for example, you know, I live 15 minutes away from Miami-Dade, right? If I have class, I'm not going to leave 15 minutes before I'm going to leave 30. Why 30? Because what if there's an accident, right? It's that, that mindset that was instilled in me of over-preparing, right? Yep. To, to be ready, mentally ready for whatever. So I might be the first one waiting on the Zoom call in a meeting because I'm mentally preparing. I'm not worried about the distraction. So that's one thing that has really stuck with me. And I think it works both ways. First, it comes from you bringing it up to me, to all of us, to all the players that you have, instilling it, repeating it over and over. But then a greater part, I think, has to do with you individually of taking in that knowledge, what you're saying, and actually executing and doing it. So, so that's something I've, I've been carefully paying attention to you and what you said over the years. And and that's why I am who I am today. So a lot of what I do comes from, comes from you and the coaches and, and all the six, seven years that I've been with you.
1: No, I appreciate that, and and you're right. I mean, I I can't ask you guys to be on time, and and as you know, like for me, on time is not like if practice is at six, it's not you're you're not getting there at six. You're getting there at you know five forty, 540, five forty five, start getting mentally ready. I can't ask you guys to do that. I mean, if, if practice is at six, and I'm walking in at six oh five and six ten, and I have no idea what we're doing, I can't I can't ask you guys to to do the same thing. So yeah, I mean, I I've got to lead by example on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me and Anthony, we always talk about that. We usually ask almost every guest that we have because me personally, especially growing up, I was never really a vocal person. I think I became a vocal person probably because of you, because I kind of had to be, especially getting into my senior year. Um, But my favorite type of leader is a leader that can lead by example, you know, and you did that exponentially with, you know, how you coached us, you know, you were again, front in line, you were always setting the example, setting the tone for what we needed to do. Um, whether it was in the weight room, whether it was outside on the track, whether it was in the core the classroom, whatever it was, um, and you made sure that everything that you taught us wasn't only eligible for you know the basketball court, but we can take that home and and really apply that to our everyday lives. You always said that you know it was beyond basketball, yep. you know that you know you wanted to be like if you got anything out of this, you wanted to be invited to you know the weddings of of the players and you know the graduations and stuff. You know state championship, yeah, that's fun. We'll talk about it, but that's really where you know you you want it to be, and I thank you for that. Um, with that being said, we are running out of time. But Coach Juan, thank you so much for being on. Um, it was a blessing. We hope to have you on again. Say hi to the family. Um, so many, so many wise words you said today, and so much knowledge. But I truly thank you for all that you've done for me.
1: No, thank, thank you guys you for having you. me on. I'm like I told you in the beginning. Uh, you guys are off to a great start in, in your careers, and. Um, I'm just happy to kind of be off to the side there and, and and watch you guys do your thing. I'm super proud of both of you and you know, I love you guys and, and uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of great things from you in the future. So thank you for having me on. And uh, and yeah, when you when you do get married, I'm expecting to be in, in that way.
0: <laughs> I
1: will
2: come your way, don't worry, coach. All right. Guys. Gabe, Thanks. Gabe is closer than I am. Gabe's about to get married anytime That's soon. All right. Well we gotta have a separate conversation, man. <laughs> I'll That's there. for another day. That's for another day. All right. <laughs> All right, bye, coach. Take care, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. Remember, in order to be successful in life, you not only have to be disciplined in your workspace and your business, but you also have to be disciplined in your day to day life with your family, with your friends, the way you carry yourself. You must be disciplined. It's the only way that you can reach true levels of success. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends, family members and coworkers and make sure to subscribe. Thank you guys.